Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Joyce Barry and Friends, the number one worldwide radio show. The show's outrageous and it's contagious. It will lift your spirits high, you'll feel that you can fly. Transform your attitude, fill it with gratitude. Cut loose and improvise, it's coaching time today. Joyce is a great coach with an extraordinary approach. Fast on the upbeat, top of the heap. A wild motivator, great simulator. Unstoppable in a humoristic way. Life lessons with passion, joyfully today. You want Joyce as your coach if you want this to be your best year ever. Coach Joyce here, I want this to be your best year ever. I want this to be my best year ever. I want this to be the best year ever for Dr. Cindy Collins, her patients, her friends, her family. And we all want this to be the best year ever for all our friends, family, and loyal listeners worldwide. Welcome to Joyce, Barry, and Friends. We are broadcasting live across America and around the world. This is the Hour to Empower, with stimulating talk, views you can use, memorable quotes, and powerful life lessons. We always have hot guests and cool topics. We even have cool guests and hot topics. You always want to tune us on, tune in, and tune up with us to hear the best of the best. You do not want to miss any of our shows. Each show goes into our archives. Log into to Joyce Barry and Friends.com, Barry, B-A-R-R-I-E, and you will see each guest and each topic on our homepage. You can play and download any of our shows, always informative, inspiring, and motivational. You'll want to share these special shows with your friends, family, and contacts. You can follow us on Facebook and become a Joyce Barry subscriber and even a fan by going to our Joyce Barry and Friends fan page. Be sure to check like. You can follow us on Twitter. You can follow us by going to our Blog Talk Radio homepage and clicking follow right below my picture. You can also message me in any of these venues about our show, about our guests, about anything. My official website is JoyceBarry.com. Barry, B-A-R-R-I-E. The chat room is open. Log into the chat room, have fun, and chat away. I go back and forth into the chat room during the show to see what is going on in there. Motivation, inspiration, and an education. Positive, happy thoughts to improve your life, health, and finances. Take positive actions to create a gratifying lifestyle. Life lessons from me, your host, Joyce Barry, straight from the Coach's Corner, and then you will hear from our wonderful guest today. Folks, every day should be treated like a special day. We wish you the finest of friends, the opulence of opportunities, the magic of miracles, and the happiest of days. May this year be your best year ever. today with one of very special guests, Dr. Cindy Collins. She addresses the questions, can you heal me now? Is there anything I can do now to affect my health, to affect my health in the future? What can I do now to have the most impact on my health? Dr. Collins is a health psychologist and dietitian. She has a very large personal practice and works at SFRO in, in oncology. Uh, Dr. Collins uh, does uh, consultations on the phone as well if you're not in West Palm Beach where her practice is. And I can personally attest she is awesome whether on the phone or in person. Here she is, my friend, soon to be your friend after today's show, Dr. Cynthia Collins. Welcome. 
Thank you so much, and good morning, Joyce. Good morning, everybody. Um, very happy to be here, especially with the new year, this being January 2018. Um, the reason I designed this show on Can You Heal Me Now in this way is that so many people seem to be offering a lot of advice. I'm sure you're hearing a lot of advice these days yourself about diet and exercise and everything else we should do um, in order to keep our health where we want it or even to get in better health. I mean, everyone is saying, make 2018 you know, your year. Make this the year. So I started thinking, if we're really feeling urgent about it, you know, what? how do we prioritize this? Which changes are most important? And which ones are mostly most likely to bring us quick response? So, um, and that's because a lot of times with change, you need to feel a quick response, and um, and, and you want to know that what you're doing is working. Do you find that to be true for yourself as well, Joyce? That you want to see response right away with changes? No, I want to see responses yesterday with changes. (laughs) (laughs) I am kind of an impatient person. But to know that as someone like you that is so impactful and can help the person produce quick results, I want to share you with everyone. Well, thank you so much. Um, today's um, show is designed really th- with uh, not only young people in mind, but the older generation in mind, because I'm thinking about some things that have to do with warding off dementia, So, um, as well as just giving better, better health. If you want to feel results soon, the three main areas of our health or our lifestyle that seem to be paramount now and also bring a quick change or some symptoms that you can feel right away happen to be sleep. That's one of them. Diet, of course. Diet is always in there. And also social interaction. So let me start first with sleep. I'm finding the new research and the new data on sleep just fascinating. You know, it turns out that some people are calling sleep the third pillar of a healthy lifestyle. So that's how important we now realize it is. It used to be... We were told to have eight hours of sleep, and, you know, we didn't really focus on sleep a lot. But now it's actually considered the third, numbers one and two being nutrition and exercise. So in the lineup then, what researchers are saying is that after good nutrition, after good exercise, um, what you need to do now, the third pillar of health, would be to focus on good sleep. And um, about 50 years of research compiled show that people who are getting seven to eight years naturally have greater longevity. Okay, so that's coming out of the University of Arizona. But we're not all just trying to live longer. We're really trying to make sure that we have a good quality of life. Quality of sleep is what matters as well. It's not just getting seven to eight hours. All the new research is focusing instead on good quality sleep. And why would we change that focus? Well, first, we started really... Cindy, you just went out. Hello, Cindy. My goodness, she just uh, dropped. Uh, she just dropped out of the studio. I'm going to have to wait for her to call us back in. And while I'm waiting for her to call in, let me share something with you called the magical keys, because I'm waiting for her to magically get back into the studio. <laughs> The Magical Keys, an original poem by yours truly, Joyce Barry. Are you a mover and a shaker? Are you a barrier breaker? What is your personal code? Is it to be in a positive mode? When you're getting your job done, are you happy and having fun? There are 24 hours in a day. Are you using them in a constructive way? There are 168 hours in a week. Are you operating at your peak? Look for miracles and know they will come. Then you are blessed to receive each one. Every dream you want to come true, ask the universe to give it to you. Focus on having good health. Focus on unlimited wealth. Focus on everything you say to bring great opportunities your way. 
focus on people both near and far that really love you for who you are. When you work and when you rest, visualize receiving all the best. Believe and know you can have it all, even when you're up against the wall. Believe it as well you should. Believe it when you're feeling good. Believe it when you're feeling blue. Then feel good to make it come true. The key is to get energized. The key is to get vitalized. The key is to get ignited. The key is to get excited. So, as you can plainly see, each one is a magical key. These magical keys will open your door to having all that you want and even more. And these magical keys just opened the door for Dr. Cindy Collins to be back with us again. <laughs> yes, Welcome thank you. Back, that was a Dr. first Cindy. for me. <laughs> yes. I, I don't know exactly what happened, but I'm back now. We have our connection back. It's so, called technical I'll... difficulties with your phone. Okay. Okay. Well, you know, that makes sense. All this great technology we have, it has a, there's a second side to that coin, right? And a lot of times there is an issue. So, but I'm back again, everybody. So thank you. And I was talking about why we'd be looking at quality of sleep. And I'm going to start with the fact that we, usually these things come out of the negative. And unfortunately, we realized that low quality sleep was causing a lot of cognitive problems. So um, probably, once again, we're looking back at inflammation, you know, which has its problems with everything from obesity to diabetes, and now they're recognizing that it can affect your sleep as well. For example, a study of older adults who were getting less than six hours of sleep per night versus those who were getting greater than eight, the ones that were getting the smaller amount of sleep, less than six, they had elevated inflammation um, as measured by certain markers in their blood. And do you know how serious it was? It was even associated with a greater mortality, especially if they were getting less than six hours of sleep and had the elevated markers. So um, it's really important to know that some of the conditions that you already have you know, might be affecting your sleep, like sleep apnea, obviously, affects the quality of your sleep. Or if you're taking a medication or have some other uh, condition that gets you up a lot during the night, you're waking, maybe having to go to the restroom, or even if you have restless leg syndrome. So there are a lot of reasons why you might have poorer sleep. Um, and let me just give you a quick list here of the things that um, could be an issue. It can affect your memory. Because during good sleep, when you get into what they call the slow-wave sleep, during good sleep you have great memory processing. All those things you thought about and saw and heard during the day actually have to get processed. Then they get consolidated and put in your long-term storage. So if you're not sleeping well, you might not actually be storing away in the right file drawers, for example, the things that you heard or saw or thought about. Um Losing that slow-wave sleep could also affect your attention, meaning that you have trouble just focusing and attending to the right things during the day. Well, what would that be? Like you can't really focus as well on driving or you make some errors in cooking or even attention to what someone is saying to you. That's what attention would be. It can affect your metabolism as well and just having healthy cognition, having having a good mood. So I kind of want to stop there for a minute and see if there are any questions or any comments because that's a lot to hear. But these are all the things with your thinking that can be affected just by not having good quality sleep. Uh, Cindy, uh, Dr. Cindy, I'd like you to explain sleep apnea for those of us that don't know what it is. Okay, that's a very good question. Sleep apnea is a condition where during the night while sleeping, um, someone's automatic breathing stops for a significant period of time. And it could even stop. You could stop with the breathing actually multiple times during the night, even multiple times during an hour. Typically, uh, we first started realizing sleep apnea with individuals who were very overweight 
but it was overweight enough that it was upper body weight kind of resting on the diaphragm, which could affect you, you know, while sleeping. But now we see sleep apnea um, that may not even be related to weight. So if you are feeling very, very fatigued in the morning, don't feel like you're getting restful sleep, um, you might want to check with your doctor and see if you should get tested for sleep apnea. It can be eliminated, it can be remedied by sleeping with what's called a CPAP during night. And basically what that is, it's kind of like a mask in a sense that fits on your face and it forces um, oxygen into your nose so that it forces your your body to breathe even if you have those little gaps in breathing. It sounds very scary because if it's affecting your breathing, couldn't somebody die if they just stop breathing and they're sleeping so they don't know it? Lucky enough, the sleep apnea is not permanent in the sense that even if you had gaps in your breathing and even if multiple times during the hour you stop breathing, typically as long as your brain is intact, you start to breathe again. You breathe enough to keep yourself sleeping and keep yourself alive, but you don't breathe enough to get into what they call slow-wave sleep. So you're not you're not getting the oxygen or the breathing um, and to have really restful sleep or adequate sleep. So this is a great example of where you might even have the hours, but you don't have good quality sleep. Yeah, that's very, very interesting. I know there's uh, centers where people can be tested for that. Is that correct? That's right. And so really seeing your primary care doctor and having them refer you to a sleep physician. There are doctors who actually focus on sleep apnea, um, and they'll, they can test you. Uh, there are a variety of tests you can do in a lab, basically, or you can also do them at home as well these days. So I think it's a great idea for anybody who really is feeling like their sleep is not restful at all, unless you knew another reason why you were waking, for example, during the night. Um, you ought to get the tested for that. And um, I, I deal with a lot of clients, a lot of patients as well, who um, feel like their memory is not as good as it used to be, and they're concerned, well, it certainly would be a good idea to check out first and make sure your sleep is adequate and that you have good quality of sleep. Because as I was saying in the beginning, that could contribute to poor memory. That actually could contribute to feeling like you're not storing memories. Is it true or not true uh, that if a person, let's say, has sleep apnea, can they make up for it taking naps during the day? No, that's a really, I love that question. There really is no making up for it. You could feel better and function better during the day with some power naps or some short naps, but you're not making up for what you actually lost during the night. For example, let's say that I had sleep apnea as an example, um, and last night, even with, let's say, eight hours of sleep, I didn't truly get good quality sleep. So I would have woken up this morning, awakened with a lot of fatigue, and I might not, over the course of months of more of this, have really great memory. Even if I took a nap today to make myself feel better from my fatigue, that doesn't mean I fixed the issue of the processing my brain needed to do last night. You know, when your brain is in that slow wave sleep, it's not only processing memories, it's actually putting them into storage. So, And when something's in storage, that means it's there for you to access later. But even the, having the, the disordered sleep could affect my mood as well. So um, it's very important to make sure you have good quality sleep. You can't really make up for what you're missing the night before. Your body's even doing a lot of repair the night before, and this is where it gets even more serious. They're starting to relate disordered sleep to certain dementias and specifically to Alzheimer's. There's a certain amount of kind of cleaning up the brain, let's put it that way, like uh, washing out these plaques you've probably heard about, the protein or beta amyloid plaques that are associated with Alzheimer's. During the slow-wave sleep, your body is cleaning that up, cleaning up the debris. So if you're not getting good sleep, you're not able to have that function. So, And you know what? Our sleep changes as we're aging. You know, Even just the beginning of middle age already, we start to have more light sleep and less of our deeper sleep. 
And then eventually you have about less than 50% of older individuals having any really good slow-wave sleep just by aging. So it's so important to make sure that you're getting the sleep that you need. Very, very interesting indeed. Who would have thought how one of those uh, factors affects another factor? Because I do know people that exhausted during the day and they're sleeping, but I never connected to that it may be a not sleeping problem at night, just thinking that they're exhausted from physical or mental or whatever kind of stress. Mhm. That's such a that's a really good point because you can attribute, you know, feeling fatigued to so many different things. But um given this new data and this new information and all of us being concerned about losing memory or not having our focus or attention, this would be something to look at. Before we move on to the second thing that I said I was gonna discuss today, I wanted to give a solution. You know, I hate to just give the problem, right? <laughs> and talk about what's wrong with disordered sleep, but how could you help yourself to have healthier sleep habits? Um, here's a few tips. One, definitely avoid late-day caffeine. You know, caffeine after 10 a.m. could actually be strong enough for some people to keep them from sleeping well that night. Very important. And So it's not, I'm not saying not to drink caffeine. I'm just saying for this reason, keep your caffeine to the early morning and, you know, don't have caffeinated drinks, even caffeinated sodas or teas after 10 a.m., um, the other thing is limit your afternoon nap. So if you're a person who's kind of gotten into a habit where you're napping in the afternoon and not sleeping well at night, you might need to start limiting your nap so that you can sleep well at night. That's something to think about. And also, late-night screen time is a no-no. You know, the TV, computer, laptop, iPad, phone, all the different so-called screen time ways that we have of keeping ourselves occupied or even getting to sleep are not a good idea. There's plenty of research that shows it really does interfere with you getting good quality sleep. There's nothing wrong with listening to white noise or listening to music or even listening to a meditation or something like that, but nothing visual and turn all of that off. You know, once you fall into sleep, make sure there's on a timer or something like that. And the other thing is, I have a question about that. Yeah. Excuse me, Dr. Cindy. Sorry. That's okay. I have a question. I always went to sleep with the TV on, always. But I always Mm. have it on good things. I don't have it on the news, I have it on comedies, things that are feel good because I know it's subliminal messages. So without even looking, I'm listening, but it is happy stuff. Are you still saying that's not a good idea? Well, I'm saying that the research is showing that um, so-called screen time, where you're activating your brain by looking at the TV, is definitely leading to disordered or poor quality sleep. Now, if you have um, blinders on, you know, you can wear those, right, And you're, or you somehow are not seeing the TV and you're just listening to some noise in the background, that might be fine. That might be okay. I don't know that anyone has studied that, but the visual aspect, no, it's really not a good idea because you're activating centers of your brain with light that would keep you awake. It doesn't allow you to go into the normal sleep pattern, which was the last item. Get yourself exposed to normal light patterns. Well, what is that? And We don't even know those anymore, right? Because we rarely wake up with the sun and go to sleep when the sun is setting. But if you will make sure that you are keeping your room uh, like along with the normal rising of the sun, that it begins to get lighter and lighter and lighter over time in the morning. And then in the evening, as soon as the sun is setting, do less and less. Allow yourself to start shutting down. And certainly by 9 o'clock, don't have as many lights on even in the house because it, your brain really is naturally accustomed to natural light patterns rather than all this um, artificial light that we expose it to. Very, very interesting. Like I say, I always uh, went to sleep with, uh, you know, the oldies that are, are really fun, upbeat, like that. I don't watch the TV, but I like having it on, and I'm just wondering now if that's not such a good idea. Mm-hmm. Well, it sounds like you've gotten accustomed to listening to something at night. You're Like you said, it's always positive, but you're not even really paying that much attention. 
phone here. We're losing Dr. Cindy again. So let me go to the reasons why you should be listening to us every day for the kind of guests we have that are like Dr. Cynthia Collins. Listen to me. I have something to say about a wonderful way to start your day, a way to stimulate your mind and increase your energy, make you feel so good. And guess what? It's free. Weekdays at 11 a.m. Eastern, hear the Joyce, Barry, and Friends show. You'll find it on the Internet, on Blog Talk Radio. This show is upbeat and fun and very inspirational. It's informative, educational, and very motivational. There's the Coach's Corner, great quotes and news. There are suggestions, perspectives, and advice you can use to enhance your life and improve your health, plus clever, simple ways to increase your wealth. Joyce's perceptions and personality will keep you captivated, and her guests from many walks of life will always keep you fascinated. When Joyce and her friends speak, it's like you're in the conversation. This is part of what makes her show so unique, really a sensation. For Joyce's friends are not only the guests you're listening to, they're everyone who is tuning in. Yes, I do mean you. So refer your friends and family. They'll be so pleased to know. And let's make Joyce, Barry, and Friends the number one Internet radio show. And, folks, we ask that you partner up with us in having that happen. Simply go to Joyce Barry, B-A-R-R-I-E, and friends.com, and right under my picture on the upper left of the home page, it says follow. Simply by clicking on that, you will know about every show, every guest, every topic. You need not miss any of them, because if you cannot join us when we are live at 11 a.m. Eastern, you can hear any show in our archives 24-7. Dr. Collins, <laughs> uh, what is it you want to continue saying about sleep before we move on to the next area? Okay, thank you. Uh, my my last item about sleep was um, there's a lot of information, but the most important thing is check yourself, like recognize for yourself how your troubled sleep is affecting you, because um, everything about sleep is uh, has to do with your own personal life too. You know, we understand now that it's not a great idea to just hop on a sleeping pill. By the way. Taking a sleeping pill doesn't fix your slow-wave sleep. It doesn't fix the quality of sleep that I'm talking about, That we're, the one that affects your memory. So now, instead of taking a medication just to make sure you get the certain number hours of sleep, um, medicine has changed around and says instead, learn about the choices that you have, what you're eating, what you're doing, you know, other ways to down-regulate your body. Um, even cognitive behavioral therapy for insomnia is a new type of therapy that's recommended by the American College of Physicians. And they're making a very big push for using this cognitive behavioral therapy instead of taking medication. I think that's probably the, mo- the final and definitely the most important point of the new research on sleep. Very good, Dr. Collins. I'm going to our studio line, 561-302. Would you like to ask Dr. Collins a question or share something? 561-302. I think 561-302 wants to remain silent, which is fine. You're not in, you aren't in the host queue, but I wanted to give you the opportunity. So let me go to 561 561- 722, you're not, uh, you haven't asked to uh, speak, but I'm giving you that opportunity. Would you like to share something or ask Dr. Collins a question? 722. Okay. Yes. <laughs> oh, good. Me? What's your name and where are you calling from? My name's Glenda Bates. I'm calling from West Palm Beach, Florida. Hi, Cindy. Oh, Hello. I've, Go ahead um, with your question just, or concern. No, I want to respond that what she said, taking medication is not a good idea. It does slow down your slow-wave sleep cycle, 
and cognitive behavioral therapy does help. I help people with sleeping problems. I'm a licensed mental health counselor. So I really appreciate her putting that information out there. And okay, what is your thank name you. Again? Glenda Bates. I don't know if you said Belinda or Glenda. Glenda, like the Good Witch of the Wizard of Oz. Oh, the Good Witch is on. Okay, of course I would take a call from the Good Witch. Uh, is there anything else you want to share with Dr. Collins and our audience? Well, if I have another question, it would be what would she say is a healthy hours of sleep per night? Well, the research, and thank you for confirming um, the information about the CBT therapy, but the research is showing that still the cutoff for typical good sleep in duration is less than six hours is a problem, and eight or greater tends to be the, the range where it's we have see a, uh, a good effect. So less than six is not good. Six to eight is variable, and then greater than eight is usually the cutoff where you see a good benefit. But once again, even if somebody is getting that duration, what really matters is the quality of sleep. And the new research is, is not even focusing as much on the duration as they are on how what kind of quality of sleep you have. Okay. And another question, if I may? Sure. What if people have learned from CBT to not do their worrying while they're in bed and to learn to tame that, and they're still having trouble sleeping, do you ascribe as a nutritionist to anything like calcium magnesium, which I've learned, and I don't know if I'm right, that it gets depleted, the magnesium most particularly from stress throughout our day, and this is something that helps induce sleep. Well, if I were going to recommend any nutritional products for sleep, it would be more like chamomile, lavender, you know, some of these items that we know down-regulate the brain and also certain things that relax the muscle. Magnesium is one of the um, the items that you can use that could relax muscles if the restless leg syndrome is an issue. But, again, that's only helping somebody get to sleep. So now once they are getting sleep, we need to look at the quality of sleep next as well. So, But you're right. If somebody simply just can't get to sleep and really isn't um, getting adequate sleep at all in length, then I would look at some of the nutritional products before sleep medication for sure. Great. Thank you so much for that reply. I've You're welcome. Thank you for calling better. in. All right. Thank you so much for calling in. Yes, thank Bye. you, and do tune in again. We have great folks, great topics every single day. So thank you for that. And we also have, I'll take one more on the board here, 313 What's your name and where are you calling from? Oh, my name is Melinda Rakes, and I'm calling from Macomb, Michigan. Melinda from Michigan. Do you have a question or something you want to share with uh, Dr. Collins? Um, well, my my girlfriend, Lee, um, just texted me and told me to call this number and to listen to her, this radio station. So I just got the tip of it. But um, I have restless leg syndrome, and I've had a couple foot surgeries on my left foot, and now it's like the nerves are starting to um, just really irritate my foot. Is there anything you recommend? So are you on medication for restless leg syndrome? No, I'm not. Um, I had a couple, the last foot surgery I had was in um, March of 2014. And it's my foot, um, it, it was started as a um, bunion real quick, a bunion. And he did somebody else's surgery on me. Um, and um, they cut my foot open and everything. And they had to reconstruction it back together. And then I had another surgery and in 2014, and then they had to take some rods out and put some in, and so I've just been really, really miserable on my foot. I have, I'm not on no medication, um, but it's, like, getting worse, and I just made another doctor's appointment, and I can't get in until March. Okay. Well, it sounds like you've got a couple of different things going. First of all, you've got the issue with the foot and the pain and then the nerve involvement, but the restless leg syndrome might be something even separate to that. I'm glad you're getting in with your doctor to get all that all of that checked out. 
And um, mm-hmm. before giving a recommendation, what I would want to do is after seeing your doctor, you know, then I would, uh, you with me or somebody else who understands nutrition and psychology, look at some of the other factors that might be affecting your sleep. Uh, obviously pain, you know, has to be taken care of first, and then other neurological issues with your foot would need to be addressed. But looking at your dietary intake as well as your activities during the day, you know, it would be the next thing, the next step in the line of order of what to do next. So um, definitely get back in and get that checked. And then if you, after you have that checked, if you still want to get in touch with me, we'll be offering my phone number and also email today if you want to get in touch with me to look at the other factors. No time like the present. Share the number you want to be reached and the email by all means. Okay. Do it All right. Thank you. The uh, email is creationbalance. Just run those two words together. C R E A. T-I-O-N-B-A-L-A-N-C-A, so creationbalance at yahoo.com. And my direct number is area code 561-376-0084. Okay, you're in Florida? Yes. Okay. Yes, her practice is in Florida, but I can attest to the fact she's great over the phone and phone consults as well. Uh, Melinda, okay. thank you for responding to the text, calling in, and do become a follower by going to Joyce Barry and Friends.com. Dr. Collins, by any chance, do you have a website at present? I do, and I also wanted to mention that I have a handful of clients even now that we actually are in different states. But I do the consultation by Skype and also FaceTime. So not to worry if somebody's not uh, local or not near my clinic. My website is www.creationbalance.com. And I also, um, in addition to working in oncology during the day, I've opened up a private studio for consultation um, at a gym in West Palm Beach. So if you are, if you do live in the area, I'm at the Rock Fitness Gym on Palm Beach Lakes Boulevard, and I can give you that number as well. Um, I have a small private studio there where you can see me for nutrition, for stress management, and also to get moving, to start doing some light movement, restorative movement. Um, And you could find me through that gym, which is area code 561-640-2711. Okay, Dr. Collins, thank you for that information, and we will repeat it again towards the end of the show, make sure people got it. But let us move on now to the next area, can you heal me now? What do people need to focus on? Okay, great. So for those of you that are tuning in later, um, we're talking about the three areas where you can see quick response or a quick um, benefit and uh, improvement by making changes. The first one was sleep. The second one is going to be diet. And I really want to focus right now on diet and mood. So the food and mood connection, which is very big, some people might even already know on their own which foods affects their mood, Um, and also the inflammation that can accompany uh, dementia or poor memory. And the newest research is pretty exciting. It's showing that when we're younger, for example, um, in this one study, ages 18 to 29, our mood seems to change more by the foods that we eat that increase our serotonin and dopamine. Now, for those of you that don't know serotonin or dopamine, they are neurotransmitters in the brain. Serotonin has a lot to do with your feelings of depression or contentment. And so you may have heard that term in relation to antidepressant drugs. But when we are younger individuals, our mood will change by the amount of meat that we eat. And that could be red or white, either chicken or beef. We seem to have a lot of mood effect, which might be by why younger people seem to gravitate more towards eating meat as well. But for those of that are, us that are older than 30, which I'm, I'm pretty sure that would be everybody in our audience today, Everyone who's over 30, our mood is most affected by the antioxidants we eat. The antioxidants are those uh, nutrients and vitamins that are in fruits, for example, like vitamin C, vitamin E, vitamin A. The antioxidant foods I'm going to go over in a minute. But it's really important that we eat enough antioxidants for positive mood and also that we abstain from things that affect what we call the fight or flight. 
So that, again, would be a lot of caffeine. Caffeine would be an issue. That tends to aggravate negative mood when you have a lot of excess caffeine or when you eat foods that are high on the glycemic level, meaning a lot of sugar. A lot of sugar is not a great idea. It can give you a quick early positive feeling, but in the end, over time, having a lot of sugar in your diet on a daily basis actually affects the mood in a negative way. And here's one that I was so surprised to see in the research, skipping breakfast. So um, these are based, this, this research is based on a large study where there were a lot of surveys done. And without knowing what they were looking for, these individuals were reporting that if they skipped breakfast, it affected their mood in a very negative way. So I think it's pretty interesting that um, we're looking at meat and younger age or chicken, and we're looking at exercising and then also these other things with antioxidants and caffeine and our sugar level with older age. So I think most importantly, pay attention to your mood and see what you've eaten. See how the, the food that you're eating might actually be affecting your mood. Have you ever noticed any connections for yourself, Joyce? No, because I love to eat so much that I'm always happy when I'm eating. <laughs> they say some people eat to live, others live to eat. I'm someone who uh, eating is one of the things that make me happy. But I want to uh, take a moment, uh, Dr. Collins, to let people know that you are a regular on our show and you have a great topic every month. And the last topic was why wait to lose weight. And we played that. Uh, we shared that with our folks on January fifth, twenty eighteen. It played prior to that as well. And if you go to our uh, JoyceBarryandFriends.com website, and on the upper right in search, and you put in Dr. Cynthia Collins, all her shows will come up. Every single show is a tremendous contribution. And and as I said, the last one, January 5th, why wait, W-E-I-G-H-T, to lose weight? So I did want to share that and let you know you can access any of Dr. Collins' prior shows. Please continue. Dr. Collins, are you there? Uh, this is amazing <laughs> what is going on. Dr. Collins, are you there? Okay, so in terms of mood, that's what we're talking about. I'm by nature a very happy, positive person. So let me share this original poem I wrote to drive home that point. I'm happy, happy, happy. And just why is this so? The people I call friends are a pleasure to know. I love my world of contacts. They are all very cool, always upbeat and positive, very wise, no one a fool. My live radio show and the message it sends is live your best life. Here, Joyce Barry and friends, we advise you, we support you to be very healthy. We teach you, we want you to be very wealthy. Join us in a home business. We will give you a choice. Be your own boss, make money and rejoice. All that we recommend has been put to the test. Each and every one is simply the best. Live your very best life as well you should. Listen to Success Coach Joyce. Be happy, be healthy, and feel so good. Folks, there you have it. Um, I tend to remain a very, very happy person. I love life. I love celebrating life. And we want you to do likewise with this show. I'm still waiting to reconnect with Dr. Collins. This is amazing of what is happening here today. Uh, and so while we're waiting for her, let me just give you my website. It's uh, JoyceBarry.com. That's my official website. I'm a life coach, a success coach. So you might want to check that out. I give seminar programs, speaking engagements across the country. 
Uh, and I want to, if you go to JoyceBarry.com, you will see countless testimonials from people all over the country. So let me now share with you a few of my very favorites. Joyce Barry is an outstanding success coach. She is a master coach, the best of the best. Here are just a few of her clients who want to endorse her. Marlon Brando. Hiring Joyce as a coach is an awful you can't refuse. President Bill Clinton. I did not have sex with that woman. I did not have sex with Joyce. She is my coach. Sylvester Stallone. Yo, Adrian, Joyce is the best coach, you know. She helped me train for Rocky. Arnold Schwarzenegger. I hired the Joyce-inator because no matter how much I may drive her crazy, I know she'll be back. President Ronald Reagan. Well, Joyce, uh, Nancy, and I just love you. There you go again. Win one for the Barry. Elvis Presley. I'm all shook up about hiring Joyce as a coach. I'll get a little less conversation, a little more coaching. Jack Nicholson. If you could handle the truth, you want Joyce as your coach. Johnny Carson. I can hire Joyce as a coach? I did not know that. That is wild. Did you know that, Ed? <laughs> Charlie Sheen. Winning. That's because Joyce is my coach. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Woody Allen. Are you crazy? This whole time I haven't had Joyce Barry as a coach? You kidding me? Hi, Ted Siuba, and I think and grow rich. If you were thinking about hiring Joyce Barry as your coach, just do it, and we'll grow rich together. And even Joyce Barry herself. What do Olympic athletes have that you don't have? A coach. Hire me and have this be your best year ever. If not now, when? I want that gold medal. I want to hire me. Email coachjoyce at AOL.com. That's coachjoyce at AOL.com. And, folks, when you send me that email in the uh, subject line, just put Dr. Collins or Dr. Cindy, uh, and then in the body of the uh, uh, email, name, best time to reach you, and your phone number, and I'll be happy to call you. I'd love to hear suggestions. I'd love to hear what you think of our shows, anything you're interested in for coming shows. I do love hearing from our listeners. So send that email, coachjoyce at AOL.com. Put Dr. Cindy in the subject line, name, phone number, best time to reach you, and I will give you a return call given I love, love, love uh, talking to our loyal listeners. Dr. Collins, let us get Mm. to social interaction. Okay, terrific. Thank you for your patience. Um, Social interaction is the third item that I wanted to discuss today about things that you can do now for your health now. Well, you'll see a big difference. This um, data is coming out of The Lancet, which I don't know if people are um, aware, but The Lancet is the premier medical journal, actually the premier international medical journal. And The Lancet has a commission on dementia, prevention, intervention, and care. So they are reporting that 35% of the world's more than 45 million dementia cases could be prevented. So they're looking into how to prevent dementia rather than only just treatment. So um, how would we prevent dementia? Well, interestingly enough, 9% of them were linked to hearing loss. And I have to mention that even though it's not under the title of loneliness because I think that with the amount of hearing loss that occurs with aging, very important to know that you may be diagnosed as having dementia when you actually need to address a hearing issue. And it's as simple as this. If you haven't really heard everything that was said, then naturally you don't remember it. So you might be reporting all kinds of situations where you don't have memory of what you should have been heard or should have known, but you actually are not hearing or hearing fully what's being said. Um, One of the other high percentages for uh, dementia had to do with social isolation. So um, social isolation is sometimes a circumstance that's very difficult to remedy. It has to do with where you live or have moved to, the fact that you may have retired. Um, It might also be that you've lost your spouse, and many of my patients, after losing their spouse, also lose their friends who are couples. And it doesn't need to be that way. It just does happen at times. And very easy to find yourself in a situation of social isolation. Um, Another reason for um, looking at your social situation and trying to remedy that is that individuals who feel isolated, who are feeling lonely, 
they don't necessarily get sick more often, but certain research shows that when they do get a cold, for example, and believe it or not, in these studies, they actually expose the individuals to the cold virus. Those who do get sick, and usually it's three out of four people will get sick when exposed, if they feel lonely as well, their symptoms are always much more severe, So, and the cold lasts longer. So there's a lot to be said about how you feel about your health as well as how your immune system reacts when you are someone who's lonely. Pretty interesting, don't you think? I do, but regarding dementia, one, I didn't know that it can be prevented, and I never heard that there was a cure for it. I've never heard that. So basically, um, I don't think I want to use the word cure, but prevention would be if there are other items or other factors in your life that were important in leading to the diagnosis of dementia and then even worsening situations of dementia, then we would want to know how to head those off at the pass. And that's what these that's what this study is all about. So we're able to prevent somebody from going into dementia or having worsened dementia by fixing their hearing issue and also by helping them with social isolation. So you might say, how in the world is that going to affect dementia? Well, new research coming out from neuroscientists um, there was an excellent interview recently on uh, on Fareed Zakaria, which is a CNN show that was on Sunday. You could always Google that if somebody's interested. But the new research is showing that not only social interaction, but social interaction that involves learning new things, new people's names, new facts, uh, learning new talents, new skills, making your brain actually do some of these new things is one of the newest ways that they see can actually head off or prevent dementia. And I think that's really exciting because it means there's something we can do. We can make different choices. Yeah, I always believe that if you keep your brain active, you're creative, you're involved, you're happy, you try to avoid stress, that all those things are good things in terms of heading it off. But once you have it, can it get better? So um, if you're in the early stages of diagnosed dementia, it is possible that your experience and the way you're demonstrating your dementia could be um, it can actually be improved. In other words, you might start being more retreating and isolating and talking less and doing less because you're concerned about your memory, concerned that you're keeping up with the conversation, for example. You even stop driving or stop doing activities because you're concerned about your memory, whereas if instead you got more active and more involved. You know, one of the newest areas of research is showing that it's not even just the crossword puzzles and the Sudoku and things like that that are so good for the brain, but it's having to keep yourself um, involved, for example, with scheduling. When are we all meeting? Where are we all going? Who's doing what? Like very variable types of things like that. That seems to be even more important in keeping your brain young and healthy. So in a sense, if you have the diagnosis and you realize that you are showing signs of dementia, if you can start working on some of these other factors, you can keep yourself from becoming worse, from worsening the dementia. So in a way, yes, you're doing something about it. Very good. Uh, does that hold true for Alzheimer's as well? Or because it's so much more advanced, there really isn't much one can do? Well, typically um, in our past 15 or so years, when somebody is diagnosed with Alzheimer's, they are already in the middle to end stages. You know, it usually has gotten worse, and that's when they finally get into the doctor. But now they're catching even Alzheimer's in early stages. So the new research shows that the good quality sleep can help with Alzheimer's even in the early stages. We don't have what we call the clinical studies where we take a group of people with Alzheimer's and watch them get better, but we do know in animal models that based on the physiology, this is a potential way to help someone who's diagnosed. So even if you know someone who has an early diagnosis of Alzheimer's, um, this is offering hope to them, hope that they might be able to slow the progression of the Alzheimer's because, once again, it's based on that model of the plaques, the beta amyloid protein that's in the brain. So you may be able to you know, help the situation so that it doesn't worsen as fast as it could have. Very good, Dr. Collins. So what message do you want to leave our audience with today as regards to this show? 
I think, you know, my final message and what I'm feeling is most important right now in talking with clients and talking with patients every day is we really don't need to be overwhelmed that we have to completely change our diet, completely change our life. And, and I see a lot of fear, especially involving memory and, and thinking and attention and focus. Instead, target these three areas where we know that you can have a quick remedy or a quick improvement. Target your sleep. Really pay attention to whether you have good quality sleep or not. Target your nutrition and target your social interaction. Do the best that you can to help yourself in the area of dementia especially. Never to worry and always get checked with the doctor if you think you're having symptoms. Very, very good. And we're going to come right back uh, asking for your contact information. I just want to give 561302 one more chance. They've been with us for the show. Uh, do you want to make a comment or ask a question, 561302? Okay. Uh, our silent listener, that's totally cool, but I like to give people a chance. Oftentimes they want to be on the air and ask, but they didn't know to press one to be in the host queue. Uh, so that is a great message. Uh, give folks, again, contact information, phone number, email, and website. Okay, great. The best number to reach me is area code 561-376-0084. My website is creationbalance, as one word, dot com. And the email is, once again, creationbalance at yahoo.com. And, folks, I do want to say uh, that uh, Dr. Collins, her practice is in West Palm Beach, but I can personally attest that she's extraordinary over the phone as well. Uh, I talked to her over the phone, so I can personally verify that. And I am in West Palm Beach, just too busy to get over to see her as often as I would like. So my message is, folks, if you enjoy the show, share it with your friends. Let people know about it. It's a very powerful show. Uh, go to JoyceBarryAndFriends.com, Google Dr. Collins. Uh, on the upper right of the home page, you'll see all her other wonderful shows. We uh, come up with a great topic each and every month to positively impact your life. And the message I want to leave you with is go out and make someone happy today. Make yourself happy today. And here is my special prayer. May yesterday be the last day, the very last day of your struggles, your suffering, your ill health, your misfortunes, your problems, your pain, your worries, your troubles, your trials and tribulations. May today be the first day. It is the first day of the rest of your life. May it be the beginning of the very best of your life with extraordinary wishes granted and dreams coming true. Make this the most meaningful year of making more money, good health, good luck, good fortune, attracting special people and opportunities, creating magical memories, and manifesting marvelous miracles. We so appreciate you folks uh, for joining us, for sharing our shows, for becoming a follower, and we invite you to sing along with us dance along with us, and laugh along with us. And you can do that starting right here, right now, to the Joyce Barry Mass. I was listening to Blog Talk Radio when my ears heard something that I did know. From the speakers of my laptop I heard a voice. It was the White Oprah, also known as Joyce. He did the mash. The Joyce Barry mash. Joyce Barry mash. She is a coaching smash. He did the mash. You'll catch on in a flash. He did the mash. The Joyce Barry mash. I felt so inspired. By her show, and her poetry was just so good, you know. I want to listen to Joyce again and again, as Joyce would say, if not now, when? He did the mash. The Joyce Barry mash. Joyce Barry mash. She is a coaching smash. He did the mash. You'll catch on in a flash. He did the mash. 
the Joyce Barry Mash. Wow. Joyce knows all about having fun. Wow. She's a home business wizard and she's just begun. Wow. She's wow. a coaching sensation for not just me or wow. you or her. It's for everyone. You can mash. Do the Joyce Barry Mash. Joyce Barry Mash. She's a home business smash. Then you can mash. You'll catch on in a flash. Then you can mash. Do the Joyce Barry mash. Wow. <laughs> wow. Have a fantastic day. Wow. And listen to Joyce Barry and Friends. Wow. <laughs>